book of Revelations. I think uh, I've, I've heard again this week in different ones, uh, oh, that's a mysterious book. You got to be careful with the book of Revelation. But uh, it's in the Bible. And to me, it's uh, a very interesting book if you'll read it and study it. And uh, I'm going to start, start this off. We did last week, but... You know, the Revelations ver uh, chapter 1, verse 3 says, Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. But that chapter 1, verse 3, it starts with, Blessed mm -hmm. is he who reads. So I believe as we study the book of Revelations, we're blessed. Yeah. And you watching online, if, as you watch with us, and you listen and meditate on what we talk about and study the book of Revelations for yourself, God promises we're blessed if we read this book because it brings understanding. And I think now more than ever, we're in a time where we need to understand the book of Revelations. And uh, we, we, have, we have discussed in previous uh, podcasts about the rapture. Uh, we've you know, done those uh, in-depth studies on the rapture, why we believe. Uh, a few weeks ago, we did why we believe the pre-tribulation rapture. Uh, so we're not going to really get into studying that part of Revelation because we've already done that previously. Last week, uh, I talked about it and discussed the letters to the churches that Paul uh, wrote when he was on the Isle of Patmos. Um I mean, John, uh, the letters to the churches and the implications of how you could see it <coughs> chronologically through time. You could also see in today's time in each church, you could see a form of that church in today's society. And also how, because the church is us individually as well, we could look in each of our lives and see personally how at sometimes we may have been lukewarm or we may have just been dead. Uh, you know, how we go through phases in life and things in life. But um, today we want to start with, we're going to start in chapter four, but we're going to discuss some of the different aspects of the book of Revelations. Um, there's a lot of symbolism <coughs> in the book of Revelations. And I think a lot of times when people look at these symbols, uh, it gets confusing to them because Revelation talks about lampstands and mm -hmm. it talks about glass seas and it talks about uh, beings and thrones and, uh, you know, all these different things that if people don't study them out, sometimes I believe it, it causes confusion to them. But um, it, it just takes just a little study and then you begin to understand those things. And starting in chapter 4, and again, the chapters two and three, these were letters that Paul had written or writ written. That's a new word I'm going to make up there, written. But uh, he had written under the authority, inspiration of the Holy Spirit and Jesus. And it was seven letters to the churches. The seven churches where we talked about was on a, a mailing route. And then they would be able to go out from there. But it was the seven main churches. And. Right after that, going into chapter four, Paul, or I mean, John is, is taken up in the vision. So that's where we go about the rapture. And like I said earlier, we're not going to get into that, but 
in chapter 4 and 5, this gives us a glimpse of what I believe uh, we'll see in the because the, we're the pre-trib bunch. Uh, you know, we're going to be in heaven. But in chapters 4 and 5, we're getting a glimpse, just a glimpse of what heaven is going to look like, what it's going to be like while we're in heaven. And starting chapter 4, starting in verse 2, it said, Immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne set in heaven, and the one set on the throne. Verse 3 says, And he who sat there, and this begins to describe his appearance of who sat on the throne, he said that he who sat on the throne was like a jasper, a sardis stone in appearance, and there was a rainbow around the throne, in appearance like an emerald and around the throne were 24 thrones and on the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting clothed in white robes and they had crowns of gold on their head. Now, when we look at that, when we look at verse three, where he says, he who sat on the throne was like Jasper and like a Sardis stone, and it, uh, the, it says that there was a rainbow around him in the throne of an appearance like an emerald. Who who do you believe there that John is seeing? I believe he's seeing, of course, the the Father. Yeah, you know, seated on the throne. But I also believe that he is uh, shrouded in his glory. Right. And uh, you know, and uh, it it talks. You know, this uh, the. The description that it gives, um, you know, it was odd t to me. You know, it talked about uh, uh, that there was a rainbow, <coughs> you know, round about the throne, and uh, that the rainbow is a symbol of uh, homosexuality. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. the devil has tried to steal the sign of God's promise, right. that rainbow that the mm -hmm. earth would never be destroyed again by water. But God's going to get his rainbow back. Right, yeah, because rainbow is a sign of covenant. Yeah, sign yeah. of covenant. Yeah, and I think, too, that what John was seeing here in verse 3 it is not not the form of God. I yeah. believe it's the brilliance, the radiation, like you say, of his glory. Yeah. And then when it goes on in verse 4, when it's talking about 24 thrones, and on those thrones were 24 elders. Who who are we talking about there? What do you? Uh, I believe it's a re representative of the 12 tribes of Israel mm -hmm. and also the, the Gentiles mm -hmm. that has been, uh, you know, brought into the church. Of course, we know, according to the Apostle Paul's teaching in the uh, 10th, 11th chapter of the book of Romans, talks about, uh, you know, that uh, because, well, even in John uh, chapter 1, uh, verse 11, I believe it is, it says he came to his own, and his own received him not. Mm -hmm. But to as many as did receive him, to them gave he the power or the authority, the right, the privilege mm -hmm. to become the sons of God. Mm -hmm. And uh, so... Paul, in his teaching, you know, uh, talked about because they, when he came to his own, the nation as a whole mm -hmm. rejected him. 
Right. Now, there were some who believed in him, mm-hmm. and that's where he's talking about in John chapter 1. Mm-hmm. And he gave them the right, the authority, the privilege of becoming the sons of God. Uh, but the nation as a whole rejected him. Mm-hmm. And, of course, in the book of Acts, <coughs> chapter 10, you know, it talks about uh, that Peter went down. You know, God gave Peter that vision of right. the sheep being mm-hmm. let down and had all kinds of creatures on it. And uh, the voice said from heaven, kill and eat. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, no, not not me, Lord. He said, I've never eaten anything that were uh, would defile. You know, mm-hmm. under the old Levitical law, they were forbidden to eat uh, animals that split the hoof. Right. You know, and uh, so uh, thank God you, <laughs> yeah. you know, that uh, after Christ came to the cross and, uh, you know, he's and he turned the gospel to the Gentiles. Uh, in Acts chapter 10, he told Peter to go down to Cornelius' house. And, uh, you know, he shared the gospel to the Gentiles there. And uh, so Peter went back to Jerusalem and he told the apostles that God had given the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to the Gentiles, even as he had us. Right. And uh, so that that's where, you know, and he talked about, we we have no room to brag, mm-hmm. you know, because we were a wild branch grafted in. Right. And he says, and they were cut off, so to mm-hmm. speak. And he said, if if the wild branch can be grafted in, which represents the Gentile believers, mm-hmm. then he has said, how much more shall the natural branch? be right. grafted back in. Right. And uh, so I've, you know, years ago I've heard uh, some preachers talking about God didn't care about Israel, that we we are the real Jews and all that. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I, I was wondering what book was he reading, you mm-hmm. know, because God does care about the Jews. Uh, God gave promise to Israel, you know, that... Uh, he would raise up uh, out of the seed of Abraham mm-hmm. or and, and the seed of David that a uh, king that would rule and reign over them forever. And uh, that's Christ. Right. You know? Yeah. And so he's going to bring the Jewish nation to salvation. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, uh, the book of Romans talks about that the whole nation of Israel during the time of tribulation, uh, they, of course, at first up in the book of Daniel, you'll find out that it said that uh, he makes a covenant with Israel mm-hmm. for uh, one week, mm-hmm. which represents seven years. Mm-hmm. You go back to Daniel chapter 9, uh, he received the prophecy concerning the 70 weeks of years, you know, that were determined. Mm-hmm. Notice he said, against thy people, Israel. Right. And in that prophecy, uh, it it talked about from the commandment of the going forth to rebuild Jerusalem. That was when Israel was in Babylonian captivity. And uh, in the days of uh, uh, Zerubbabel and mm-hmm. Nehemiah, and uh, they started rebuilding the city of Jerusalem. 
until Messiah is cut off. Mm-hmm. In other words, he's crucified. Right. Well, 70 and all Bible scholars believe that it, those 70 weeks represent weeks of years. Right. So each week represents a seven-year period. Right. So if there were 70 weeks of years and each year, uh, you know, represents or each week represents a seven-year period, mm-hmm. that's 490 years of prophecy mm-hmm. that was determined against Daniel's people, the mm-hmm. Jews, mm-hmm. that was determined against them. Right. The church is not mentioned. Right. And he said, from the going forth of the commandment to rebuild Jerusalem till Messiah is cut off, 69 weeks of years or 483 years mm-hmm. of that prophecy had been fulfilled. But they still, a one-week period or a seven-year period, right. determined specifically right. to the nation of Israel that has not happened yet. That hadn't happened. Hadn't occurred. Right. But it will. Mm-hmm. Now, why, uh, you know, was that, why, you know, why did it seem to stop at the 69th week? Mm-hmm. Well, that was when Jesus was crucified mm-hmm. and the church, the wild branch, mm-hmm. was grafted, grafted in. in. Right. Praise God. Mm-hmm. And we're we're living in the church age right now. Yeah. Praise God, almost 2,000 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, when that period ends, the church age, and I believe it uh, ends with the rapture of the church, uh, you know, in First Thessalonians chapter 4 and uh, in uh, Revelations 4 verse 1 in Revelation 19, yeah. you know, talks about it. <clears throat> and uh, also Zechariah chapter 14 verse yep. 5. And uh, there's so many uh, yeah. scriptures that make reference to this. And uh, so you have to really, you know, study all those different books of prophecy to to see the whole picture but uh you know when when uh the church is raptured out mm-hmm. then that 70th week Start. of prophecy that was given to daniel mm-hmm. determined against the nation of israel will begin right he makes a covenant with them for one uh week period or a seven-year period mm-hmm. each each week represent the seven-year period and uh so uh that that's when god will begin to deal you know with the nation of israel and uh of course uh he the antichrist <clears throat> according to the book of daniel makes that covenant with them and it it seems you know it also says that uh, he was, uh, you know, in other words, a, a, a smooth orator, yeah, a smooth talking individual, you know, and uh, he he would seem because, you know, what what is the world going to think when all of a sudden, mm-hmm. in an instant, millions mm-hmm. upon millions of people disappear from there, yeah. With no explanation. With no explanation. Oh, they'll be, you know, the wicked will be coming yeah. up with something, saying, oh, well, the aliens, you know, have invaded Earth and mm-hmm. took people away, you know, and that's why they're uh, missing. Uh, I wonder how they're going to 
explain all the graveyards being tore up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know that the dead in Christ would rise first. The graveyards are going to be plowed up, so mm-hmm. to speak. And those that were, uh, you know, died in Christ will be raised to life and uh, their physical bodies. But uh, in that time, in the middle of the week, mm-hmm. it says he goes into the Jerusalem and goes into the temple, mm-hmm. which will be rebuilt, mm-hmm. and uh, that he will set himself up as God right. to be worshipped as God. Mm-hmm. And uh, the beast or the false prophet, you know, will encourage the people of the world to worship him. He's God. He's the Messiah. But the Jews, for the first time, mm-hmm. will realize he's false right messiah right and of course they will be protected uh you know and in a place uh some people say it's uh petra which uh you know well if they know where they hide it uh, he's hiding them at they're not hiding they could they're not hiding (laughs) yeah (laughs) but anyway uh you know god will uh, supernaturally hide them Mm -hmm. during that last half of the tribulation which is known as Jacob's trouble, right? Which that is referring to Israel, mm-hmm. you know, and they'll be protected. <clears throat> and there's where it comes in in the book of Romans, chapter ten or eleven, there, where he said that the nation, the whole nation of Israel, will come to the Lord in one day. Mm-hmm. You're talking about wholesale salvation, yeah, redemption. Mm-hmm. The whole nation of Israel will come to Christ right. in one day. Yeah, and all that's taking place while the church is in heaven. Yeah, we, we're going to be up there. We have the marriage supper of the Lamb, and uh, you know that's that's things that'll be happening. And <coughs> another way I was looking at that, where it's talking about the twenty-four elders, is could it possibly be that it's twelve of them? What we were talking about earlier is the 12 tribes mm-hmm. of, of Judah. And then another 12 is from, from the disciples on, you know, mm-hmm. so you got 12 from old Testament, old covenant and 12 from new covenant. Mm-hmm. Uh, irregardless, you know, that's one of those, uh, I'm sure there's plenty of debate there. People that think they know exactly what, who they are. Uh, you know, but uh, but that's when it's talking about the elders. I know it is ones that's gone before us. Mm-hmm. It's it's not. Uh, I don't believe it's angelic beings. No, I believe it's it's saints, whether Old Testament, yeah. New Testament. But it's it's ones that have gone on before. And then it it, it also said that they were clothed. It said that yeah. they had on clothed in white robes, which and had crowns of gold on their heads, and and that represents purity. If you uh, read Revelations 19, and I, I believe it, you, uh, it starts with uh, 16, verse 16, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where uh, Jesus, you know, is coming back to earth, and it, it talks about the armies of heaven with him. And the reason we know that that army is the Christians, mm-hmm. is the saints, is... Uh, in uh, Jude, the book of Jude, verse 14, 
said, Behold, he cometh mm -hmm. with tens of thousands of his saints. Yeah, not angels. And, yeah, and <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean to imply that angels are not involved. Right. They're always, if you study the Bible, angels are always involved mm -hmm. in God's plan and purpose in the earth. Mm -hmm. uh, I know uh, it's been probably 20 years ago or so now where there was a wreck somewhere and uh, you know it it somebody was taking a picture mm -hmm. of, of the accident mm -hmm. and in 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 back into the horizon you could see angels mm -hmm. ascending up into heaven mm -hmm. around that accident scene. right and uh, of course uh, you know during the Years, uh, different ones, you know, have, uh, uh, you know, seen angels. Right. I've, uh, you know, I, it's not that I go uh, seeking angels, mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, the Lord has allowed me to see uh, angels right. on, on three or four different occasions. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but, you know, I, I wouldn't advise people to go right. trying to see an angel, right. but seeking an angel. Because the Bible said, you know, Satan himself can be transformed as an angel of light. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, but anyway, we know that angels are very much involved. But in Zechariah chapter 14, verse 5, where it talks about he comes from heaven to earth, mm -hmm. his feet touch the Mount of Olives, and it said, and his, talked about the mountains and the valleys will separate. And one will go one way and one will mm -hmm. go the other way. And he said, and his saints with him. Right. Well, we've had to have been raptured out to be able. Yeah. And you see, we also, uh, the Bible says that all of the believers mm -hmm. will be at the judgment seat of Christ. Right. During that time. During that While time. tribulation's going on the earth, mm -hmm. we'll be in heaven, but we'll, we'll have to attend the judgment seat of Christ, mm -hmm. not as whether we're saved or not, but to be rewarded according to our works. Right. You see? And if our works are on gold and precious stones mm -hmm. and so forth, they'll, they'll stand the test of fire. Right. And if we've built with wrong motives, you know, wood, hay, and stubble, that it described it, mm -hmm. it'll be burned up. Yeah. But it said we would yet be, we lose our reward, but we will yet be saved as by fire. Right. So that's not a judgment of whether we're saved or not. If you're not saved, you won't be at that judgment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so, uh, and we'll be rewarded according to our works. And then in the beginning of Revelation 19, mm -hmm. he said, uh, the, the marriage of the lamb mm -hmm. is come. Mm-hmm. For the bride has made herself ready. Right. So we gonna be at that while all this is going on on uh, right. you know the great tribulation on yeah. the earth. Yeah, and that's you know that's the other thing that's just amazing is is when these things are just beginning. Uh, you know when the world is I believe in the greatest turmoil, mm -hmm. uh, the greatest level of of anxiety and fear of unknowing will be entering in just beginning to enter into the most glorious time yeah. that the, the believers have ever seen. 
And that's what I believe John was saying here, because he even says that when he was at the throne, verse 5, he said that the throne from the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings mm-hmm. and voices, which is a representation. It's, it's what he's trying to describe is the awesomeness yeah. of the power yeah. of the one seated, seated on the throne, which is God. Yeah. yeah. I believe that's why uh, we will have to receive a glorified Five. body yeah. to be able to look upon him. Mm-hmm. Uh, because these natural bodies, uh, you know, cannot stand mm-hmm. the fullness of God's power and glory. Right. You know, that's why when Moses, uh, Josh and I were talking about that <laughs> before the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and uh, Numbers 33, verse 19, Moses said, God, show me your glory. Mm-hmm. And I I'm just, uh, you know, saying it the way I, I would say, yeah. you know, uh, and you know, I, I could see the father say, okay, big boy, mm-hmm. you, you want to see my glory? Mm-hmm. I'll show it to you. No, yeah. I didn't get mad at him uh-uh. for wanting to see it, but he said, you can't look upon me mm-hmm. and live. Yeah. He said, no man has seen my face and live. Yeah. And so he said, I'm going to put you in the cleft of the rock, mm-hmm. which is a type of Christ. Right. And he said, I will cause all my goodness to pass before you. Mm-hmm. And he said, when I pass by, I'll stretch out my hand. And then I believe it's the fourth chapter of the book of Habakkuk. Mm-hmm. It said uh, Habakkuk or Habakkuk, yeah. however you pronounce <laughs> that, uh, that and it says that there were shafts of light that went out of his fingers, uh-huh. you know. And he said, I'll stretch out my hand when I pass by because you, you can't look upon my face mm-hmm. and live, right? you know. And uh, and he said, and I, he passed on by and he said, I saw his back parts. Mm-hmm. In other words, uh, God has got a form. Right. Yes, he's got front parts he's got a hind part yep you know and uh, and he said he caused all of his goodness to pass before moses right can you imagine seeing all of the goodness of god right i mean it's be, it's beyond my my imagination my i mean because everything that is good is a form of god's glory yeah James chapter 1, verse 17 says, Every good mm-hmm. and perfect gift, mm-hmm. that's God's glory. Yeah. Every good and every perfect gift comes down from God or the Father in heaven. And he said, In whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turn. In other words, God don't change one iota. Right. He's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. You know, a lot of, I've heard a lot of preachers through the years <coughs> quote that scripture in Hebrews 13, uh, you know, verse 8. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm-hmm. But then when you start talking about certain subjects, oh, well, he, he don't do that no more. Yeah. Well, then he's changed. Then he's changed. And if he's changed, then he lied. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if he lied about that, what else has he lied about? Yeah. No, he is the same. 
mm-hmm. yesterday, today, and always, forever. He always will be the same. He never changes. Mm-hmm. He's a good God. I don't care what the world says about him or anybody else that don't know no better. He is a good God. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And, uh, but that's why we have to receive mm-hmm. a resurrected, glorified body like unto Christ's glorious body. Right. Because if we didn't, I, I just, I believe you literally would explode in the fullness of mm-hmm. God's power and glory. Yeah. If, yeah. if you're not changed. And, uh, so, you know, we, we, we thank God we're going to receive according to the apostle Paul, first Corinthians 15 says we will not. He said, behold, I show you a mystery. First Corinthians 15 verse 51, 52. He said, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. Mm-hmm. In other words, all of us are not going to die. Somebody going to be alive yeah. here on earth when Jesus comes. Mm-hmm. But he said, we will all be changed mm-hmm. in the moment and in the twinkling of an eye. Yep. At the last trump. Yep. Praise God forevermore. Yep. And so that's how we will be able to see God as he described him here. Yeah. In the book of Revelation. Yep. And then, you know, it goes on a lot of times. And, you know, for those of you watching, when he talks about the seven lamps of fire, he's talking about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. There's seven attributes that we find in uh, was it Isaiah, Isaiah 11, 11. Yeah. that describe the seven. They, some people say the seven and the verse says the seven spirits of God. And what it really is, the seven <laughs> attributes of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, you know, for sake of time, we won't go into those, but if you want to look at what the seven attributes or spirits of God is, go into Isaiah chapter 11, and it begins to describe them. But then in verse 6, it says that before the throne, there was a sea of glass like crystal. Mm-hmm. Now, we have to keep in mind here that what what John is seeing is he he was seeing into the future of what it would look like once the church is raptured. And many, many scholars believe uh, there are several different interpretations, but the main one and, and the one I, I think that we kind of really believe what lines up with us is that sea of glass is, is representation of the church. It's all the people standing before the throne and, you know, it says it's like crystal. And crystal, I was telling you earlier, uh, is is the only gem or the only stone that has to be completely pure. You can hide a flaw, a spot, a blemish. You can hide it in a diamond. You can hide it in copper, in brass, mm-hmm. in any of the fine stones. You can hide that, that a small blemish. But even the tiniest of a blemish in a crystal is magnified. Mm-hmm. And why do I believe that that it's representative of people is because he describes it to look like a crystal. And Jesus said he was coming back for a church with, without spot. spot, wrinkle, or blemish. Yeah. So I believe that's what, when it's talking about the crystal sea there, or the sea that looks like crystal, that's how John or John seeing all the saints there. I think that was his hit the best way he could describe yeah. what he was seeing. Yeah. And you'll find in the scripture, uh, and I've read after other Bible scholars that, uh, they say wherever 
uh, a C is mentioned and it don't give the name or mm-hmm. the location of it, it's representative of the masses yeah. of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and so when it talks about in the book of Revelations, you know, of the uh, 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 angel rising up out of the sea. Mm-hmm. Well, that's talking about he comes up out of the masses of the people. Right. You know. Yeah. And so that that I believe you're right on that. Yeah. And then, you know, going going on past that, it, it begins to talk about it says the first living creature was uh, like a lion. The second was like a calf. The third uh, and fourth creatures were like flying eagles. And the four living creatures, each having six wings full of eyes around and within, and they do not rest day or night. But what do you believe it's describing there? What What do you think John was seeing there? I believe these are uh, in, in the margin of my Bible. Uh, it talks about living creatures. Right. Uh, I believe it's uh, representing the cherubims, the seraphim, mm-hmm. angels, angelic beings. Right. Uh, you know, and that, like you said uh, earlier, uh, maybe it was before we started the broadcast tonight, but uh, we were talking about the fact that there are different types of angels. Mm-hmm. And the scripture talks about seraphims, cherubims, yeah. and then they're the what we call the regular mm-hmm. angels, you know, mm-hmm. and how they're all involved in in the plans and purposes of God. Right. So uh, I believe it's it's uh, you know the angels uh, that are around the throne of God. Mm-hmm. I believe it's the seraphim, uh, you know, and they are constantly around the throne and worshiping God. Mm-hmm. You know, we we think about it. It's kind of funny in a way, but, uh, you know, we think about if we worship God for 20 minutes, we we've think done we've some. hung the yeah. moon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you think about these angels that's been there since the beginning mm-hmm. around God's throne. Yeah. And all they can say, every time they look upon him, they got eyes within and eyes without mm-hmm. eyes on their wings and, mm-hmm. and all they can say when they look at him is holy. Yeah. Holy, holy Lord God almighty. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also representation that there's nothing hidden from God. Yeah. That in any direction, anyway, yeah. he's, yeah. he, he is an all seeing, all knowing, yeah. uh, God. That's why, you know, people always, uh, you know, well, God knows my heart. Yeah, He does. Yeah. You you can't hide. You you can't you can't run from Him. You know, like we was talking about earlier. You know, David that said, even if I make my bed in hell, behold thou, art behold thou art there. If I make, ascend to the highest mountain, thou art there. Yeah. So He's everywhere, omnipresent all the time. Yeah. So I, I believe that that John is trying to to relate to us how awesome heaven is. And that when we get there, there's such an atmosphere. Heaven is worship. Mm -hmm. There's such an atmosphere of worship there. And when you get millions of people in there that that have served God all these years and we finally see him. And like the Bible says, you know, when when we we see him face to face, we'll know as he knows. You know, 
So I always tell people that, you know, they'll say, well, what's the first question you're going to ask God when you get to heaven? I say, when I get there, I won't have no questions. <laughs> you know, because it'll be, uh, oh, you know, and even if I think we did have a question, when we see his magnificence, his glory, our questions will pale in the comparison of what we're beginning to see. Yeah. You know, so I believe in verse, chapter four, and now kind of moving over into to five, you're seeing in those two chapters what it's going to be like when we, we first get to heaven, that it's just going to be a time of celebration and of yeah. worship. And and then as as John is seeing that, and, and you go into chapter five, God is bringing him or Jesus is bringing him to the place where the unveiling of the scrolls are beginning to take place. Uh -huh. And, you know, that's, I guess, where we'll focus the rest of our time tonight um, is is looking at these scrolls and what these scrolls are representations of, who these scrolls are involving, and who they're not involving. You know, starting in, in uh, chapter 5, John said, And I saw in the right hand of him who sat at the throne a scroll written inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals, then I saw a strong angel. See, there's another angel that he's describing, a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose its seal. And when you go on and read that, what this is, there was no one in heaven, no angel, no being, no creation, no nothing in heaven that was worthy to open the seven sealed scroll. And and it says if when you go that John he began to weep. Mm -hmm. But it said and undoubtedly he still see he's still seated at the throne of God because it says that an elder that seated at the throne got his attention mm -hmm. and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. Well there he's talking about the Lamb of God. That's that's representation of Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I believe it's in verse six where it, uh, uh, you know, said he was, you know, John was weeping because said no one was found worthy to open the book mm -hmm. or read read the book, neither to look thereon and to loose the seals thereof. And the elder come to him and said, "Weep not." And and this is talking about when it says an elder. This is talking about a human being. Yeah. That uh, you know was yeah taught up in the rapture uh -huh. or maybe from the Old Testament. Yep. However, and uh, he he's there, and he said, "Don't don't weep." Yeah. He said, "The line of the tribe of Judah, mm -hmm. which that represents Christ. Yep. The root of David hath prevailed to open the book mm -hmm. and to loose the seven seals." Thereof, mm -hmm. and notice in verse six, and I beheld, and lo, now notice it in the midst of the throne. Mm -hmm. That's why I believe that John couldn't see anybody, right, or find anybody that was worthy mm -hmm. to loose the seal there, because Jesus was in the <laughs> midst of the throne. And I believe the glory of God. Mm -hmm. That this wraps up the throne of God, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, I saw, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb mm -hmm. 
praise God, as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent forth into all their... You see, that's why you, you were talking about a while ago. This, this is represent. There's not seven different spirits. There's only one Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. but there are different attributes of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And it said, he come, and he was sent in, into all their... That's why you can't hide from God. Mm-mm. Wherever you go, Jonah in the Old Testament mm-hmm. tried to run from God when God wanted him to go yeah. down to Nineveh mm-hmm. and preach repentance to Nineveh. Mm-hmm. And Jonah was mad at Nineveh because they had caused Israel to backslide, yeah. uh, you know, in their evil. <laughs> and he wanted the God to destroy them. Yeah. And he said, he tried to run from God and he went down to yeah. Joppa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he went down to the seaside. Yeah. He went down into the ship. Mm-hmm. He went down into the bottom yeah. of the ocean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you run from God, you're going you're down. You're going down. <laughs> <laughs> There's no doubt about it. But uh, he said he came and took the book out of the right hand, that be the Father, of him that sat upon the throne. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it said when when the book was taken out of his hand, it said the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them hearts and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. Mm-hmm. And they sang a new song. <laughs> mm-hmm. Praise God. So, uh, you know, thank God. He is worthy to receive all honor and glory. Not only is he worthy now, yeah. but especially in yeah. glory, he is worthy. Yeah. And I believe there's going to be a, a if, if worship and praise and people shouting and glorifying God makes you nervous, you ain't going to be comfortable there. Yeah, yeah. And I, when you look in verse 5 and 6 <laughs> and it says, and this is where John is describing seeing Jesus. He said, and behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah. He, he describes Jesus in three different aspects here. He describes him as the lion of the tribe of Judah, which represents the greatest member, the headship of the church, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Then he says the root of David. Now that's fulfilling the prophecy. Because it said that the, the Messiah, the king, would come from that lineage. Then in verse 6, it says, as a lamb, though it had been slain. Mm-hmm. And that's representation of the sacrificial lamb that Jesus was for us. Yeah. So he's describing all three different attributes as we see Jesus. We see him as the lion, the reigning king. We see that he's fulfilled prophecy. He's come from the lineage of David mm-hmm. and that he was a sacrificial lamb. Yeah. So he's, full, he's, he's confirming prophecy or how Jesus was described throughout the Bible. Yeah. It, you know, just in that. And then, you know, it says that he takes the scroll and that, you know, it, it goes on verse nine and, and it says, you know, that new song is you are worthy to take the scroll you're, you and open its seals for you were slain and have redeemed us yeah. by God, by your blood. See, that's really answering 
that and and confirming the description in the first part there in uh, verses five and six. Mm-hmm. But then in verse eleven, John says, "Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures, and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand and thousands of thousands, saying." with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessings. And it said in every creature, which is in heaven, that's getting all of us. That's angels. That's, that's all of us. That's us, the saints. And that was what John, the thousands and ten thousands and that, that's the multitude of people all at once Mm -hmm. in heaven is going to break out into the biggest worship session that's ever been in heaven, I believe. Yeah, I know. Uh, Jesse Duplantis, you know, tells about uh, one time he was caught up in the spirit in mm-hmm. heaven for four hours. And, uh, you know, he Jesus was showing him different things in heaven, and he was showing him a certain thing, and it, it blessed him, so he mm-hmm. just said, Glory to God. You yeah. Know? And he said, all of a sudden, all the heaven, <laughs> you could hear echoes all over, angels and mm-hmm. people, saints, all was bowing down, saying, glory to God. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Worshiping God. He said, boy, said, you have to be careful what you say in heaven. Yeah. Because you'll start a worship in a praise time yeah. real quick. You know? Yeah. And that that's the thing I think. You know, we really need to, and that's what I take from, from chapters four and five is, you know, we will, for the first time, be in heaven to do full time what we were created from the beginning to do. Yeah. We were created to worship. Yeah, that's, that's what I've talked about before, uh, you know, uh, about preaching. You know, preaching's good, and I love preaching. And preaching's necessary, but it's only necessary because uh, of the fall of man. Yeah. If if man would have never fallen, we wouldn't need prophecy. We wouldn't need preaching. We wouldn't need teaching. Yeah. But even before the fall of man, there was worship. God is bringing us back to the original intent of what it was when Adam and Eve was first into the garden, and that is to worship him. And I believe that that's what we'll be going into and that you you just get a glimpse of that, just a small glimpse in chapters four and, ch- and chapters five. Uh-huh. Yeah, there was, uh, I believe it's in uh, Luke chapter 12. I was just uh, looking to see if uh, this, this goes right along, uh, you know, with what uh, we was talking about. Uh, and... Uh, I'm not seeing the exact verses I was looking for, but it was talking about, uh, you know, when uh, the when he would go away. Let's see. Yeah, here it is in Luke chapter 12, beginning at verse 35. He said, Let your loins be girded about and your lights burning, and ye yourselves like unto men that wait for their Lord when he will return from the wedding, that when he cometh and knocketh, they may open unto him immediately. Now notice verse 37. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, 
shall find watching. Mm-hmm. You see, and what does Luke 21 verse 36 say? Watch, Watch and pray. pray. Yep. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. Mm-hmm. My my question to people, you know, is are are you watching? Yeah. What what does I, that don't mean you have to stand outside and look up into the heavens all day long, but it simply means that you're alert. Mm-hmm. You you're looking at <clears throat> the signs that Jesus gave about his return. Mm-hmm. We're watching. And you can't help but look at what Jesus said mm-hmm. in uh, Matthew 24 and Luke 21 and see the signs that Jesus gave. We, we're in the last of the last days. Right. And people can say what they want. Well, uh, I've heard that all my life. My grandpa, they believed it in his day. Mm-hmm. My daddy, they believed it in his day, and they've been preaching it in my day. And everything's still going on just like all. No, it's not. Right. Everything's not still going on right. just like all. Like it always has. It, it, in my lifetime, mm-hmm. I, I'm not that old yet. <laughs> I'm getting older, but I'm not that old yet. And I've seen many changes. Mm-hmm especially since the 50s, yeah, the 60s, the mm-hmm. 70s, the 80s, and so on up to the yeah. present day, how many changes right. we've seen come to pass. Mm-hmm. And we've seen the very things that Jesus gave as warning signs of his coming. And he said, if he finds you watching, he said, verily I say unto you. Now, I... This is something I've always thought, you know, when when Jesus comes mm-hmm. and I'm I'm caught up, mm-hmm. I, I believe I'm going to live to see the coming of the Lord. I believe yeah. it's that near. Yeah. And uh, I could give you reasons why I believe, yeah. but I don't have time tonight. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, and, and I've always thought, well, you know, when I'm caught up into heaven to be with you, First thing I'm going to do is fall at his feet and worship him. Yeah. But listen, listen to this. If this will get you, mm-hmm. I, I mean, if you've got anything to get, <laughs> you know, but he said here, bless in verse 37, Luke 12, verse 37, blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. In other words, you're expecting mm-hmm. his return at yeah. any moment. And you're living your life like you're expecting him mm-hmm. to come. I say unto you that he, that is Jesus, mm-hmm. shall gird himself and make them, them who? Them that are watching. watching. To sit down to meet, mm-hmm. M-E-A-T, and will come forth and serve them. Mm-hmm. Jesus, still, even though he's king of kings and lord of lords, mm-hmm. the God of all creation, almighty God, Jehovah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, and yet he had a servant's heart when he was here on earth. Yeah. 
He said, I didn't come to be served. Mm -hmm. I come to serve. To serve, yeah. You see? And he's never lost that heart. Yeah. He's never lost that spirit. Yeah. The I, I don't know, you know, if this is going to be immediately when we get to heaven or maybe a little time passes before we get to be around him personally. Mm -hmm. But it said, instead of us, you know, we thinking, boy, I'm going to bow down. I'm going to fall at his feet and I'm going to be like the uh, woman that shed tears and uh, or poured ointment on him and feet and mm -hmm. with, took her hair and washed his feet, you know. And uh, that, you know, in honor and reverence mm -hmm. to him. But it said, he's going to make us sit down. Yeah. He, you know, they, they's, going, they's always, there's not going to be no chaos. Yeah. No confusion. Yeah. Everything God does is in order. Mm -hmm. And he's going to say, hey, y'all, y'all sit down. Yeah. I'm fixing the yeah. surf. And what? What scripture was that you was just reading there? Uh, in That's Luke. Luke 12, beginning at verse 35. And you said meat, and it's not M-E-E-T. No, it's M-E-A-T. So wonder in other if. In words, it, it could just be representing he's going to feed us food. And wonder if that could be representation of the marriage supper of the Lamb. Could be. Because when we first get there. He'll have a, there'll be a table prepared for us, and it's the marriage supper of the Lamb where we sit down. Yeah, and he he serves us. Yeah, it could be what it's talking about yeah. there. That 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 I'm telling you, <laughs> I I know the first time I saw that, and, and I I just thought, you know, I cause of what he's done for me, mm -hmm. how he saved my life, how he delivered me from alcoholism. Mm -hmm. I mean, in an instant, I never had the first drunken tremor. Right. You know, yeah. could this, how, how am I not going to drink? I mean, the instant I got born again, God ripped that mess out of me mm -hmm. and, and I was clean. Mm -hmm. I believe if you've seen a illustration on TV of how they spray this stuff on a glass and rubbed their hand across and squeak, it. Yeah. Squeak. I believe if you could have reached down inside of me and rubbed your hand across yeah. my spirit inside, it squeaked. Right. I was clean for the first time right. in my life. Yeah. Washed clean mm -hmm. by the blood of Jesus. Yeah. And all of that mess was gone. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I I believe that God does that for us. He 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 wants to bless us. He he said, "My heart is to serve you." Mm -hmm. I, I now we gonna be our heart is to serve him. Yeah, but his heart is it's to, to serve, serve us. Mm -hmm. That that this kind of got a hold of me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I believe you know, and and I'm not. We're not gonna go into chapter six for sake of time. We'll. Wait till next week, and we'll discuss the symbolism that we see in the seven seals that are unleashed on the earth. But I, I mean, this has been good just yeah. just giving us a glimpse. And, and and those of you watching tonight, just looking at four chapters four and five, we're just getting this this glimpse according to what John saw. Yeah, and the best way John 
could describe what he was seeing based on his knowledge of earthly things because he's having to compare what he's seeing in heaven to what he's seen on earth because that's how he relates. Yeah. You know, you you could uh, encourage the people watching. uh, Next week, the Lord willing, and I believe he's willing, uh, we're going to talk about the four horsemen Mm -hmm. of the apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, and I, I believe you'll be blessed by that it, because, uh, you know, when people talk about the apocalypse mm-hmm. and even the worldly people yeah. are talking about the apocalyptic times mm-hmm. that we're living in you know, and, uh, oh, how terrible this, that, that is, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, is, is bad. There's going to be bad things that happen on earth mm-hmm. during the tribulation. But we're going to have a ringside seat from heaven. Yeah. Watching. Yeah. Seeing some of these things, you mm-hmm. know. You, you know, you if you know <clears throat> Jesus, you need not to fear the tribulations. Right. Yep. The Bible talks about uh, in, in Scripture uh, that God has not appointed us Unto wrath. Right. When his wrath is poured out on there, we're not here. Because we're not appointed to it. He said, we're not appointed unto wrath, but to obtain Mm -hmm. salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Tell your friends about it. We're going to get in that about the four horsemen of the apocalypse, and I believe you'll enjoy it. Yeah. And I I encourage each of you, uh, as you've watched this podcast, just this week, just in your quiet time and set aside a little bit and just think about, just think about heaven and what it's going to be like. Uh, your loved ones that's gone on before you will be there. Uh, you know, you, you'll be with, with Moses and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. You'll be with, with Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Mm-hmm. You'll be with the apostle Paul, which, you know, to me, uh, you know, probably the the greatest apostle. He wrote mm-hmm. what two thirds of the New Testament. Uh, powerful man of God, Billy Graham, Kenneth Hague, All these will be there, yeah. and as awesome as that will be, yeah. it'll pale in the comparison to be at the sit at the feet of Jesus. Yeah, and it like we were talking. He's going to serve us. He's going to serve us, and we get to worship Him. And while we're worshiping him and while we're getting to explore the expanses of heaven, there's going to be things going on on the earth. Why are they going on? Because within a seven-year period, while we're in heaven, which would to us seem like the blink of an eye, I'm sure, things are being prepped. The stage is being set for when Jesus mounts on his horse and we get on ours. Yeah. And we're going to split that eastern sky with him. And it says when his feet touch the mount, it'll split. And the new Jerusalem will be established. He'll establish his kingdom, what the disciples had been waiting on. His kingdom will be established here on earth. And we get to rule and reign with him for a thousand years here on the earth. Yeah. Boy, that's something to think about for the week. Awesome. <laughs> I'm just thinking... I know we got to go, uh, but I was just thinking, 
when you see it from the Word of God, and I, I know people say, well, we, we're not supposed to understand the Bible. Well, what did God what write did he write it for? it for? Yeah. Deuteronomy 29, verse 29 said, the secret things belong unto the Lord. Mm -hmm. Now, God, there's some things <coughs> that God keeps to himself yeah. because he's God. Mm -hmm. The secret things belong unto God. But that which is written, mm -hmm. well, what's written? Yeah, the this, word. This book is for us. Mm-hmm. See, we we are a us. Yeah, this it's for us and our children. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, I I'm not I I don't believe if you lived a thousand lifetimes that you could ever plummet the depths and the richness of God's wisdom and God's knowledge mm -hmm. that's in His Word. And just think about. I was just thinking about the old song, Amazing Grace. Yeah. And the last verse says, when we've been there 10,000 years, yeah. we'll have just been started. And uh, so you think about, you know, 10,000 years in our time is a long time. Mm -hmm. You know, be only 10 days with God, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, according to what the Scripture said. But about the time we think we've seen everything there is in heaven, I think God's going to have some more surprises for us. Yeah. Yeah. For eternity. Yeah. So that's going to be good. It's going to be exciting. But listen, like and share this on uh, on your social media. Uh, any of you that just listen on podcasts, we thank each and every one of you for tuning in every week. Thank you so much for supporting what we're trying to do of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world because it's our desire to see people's lives changed by the power of God. He changed our life, so we want others to experience that changing power that only can come through the Word of God and the touch from God Himself. Listen, until next week, think about heaven and how awesome a place it's going to be. And next week, invite some friends. We're going to uncover the seven seals, the seven horsemen, of the apocalypse that's coming in the end times. See you next week.